0: This is episode number 192, Being Consistent with Mark Robbins. Welcome, my name is Oleg Gloheed and this is the Overcoming Odds Podcast, where you get a glimpse into the stories of individuals who have overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving their personal success. This podcast was built by you and for you to help you overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving your fullest potential. Before we get into today's episode, I'd like to make a few quick announcements. First one being an invitation to our upcoming call called Courageous Conversations. This is something that we started a few months ago with the intention of bringing our community even closer, as well as creating a space for each and every single one of us to be able to not only better understand ourselves, but also those that are walking next to us. If you would like to know more details about any of these upcoming calls, please leave us a message through our website at overcomingodds.today. The last thing that I would like to mention is if you have liked any of the previous episodes and continue to enjoy the content that we put out there, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes, Facebook, or Google so more people can hear these inspiring and courageous conversations. Now, let's get back to the show. Mark, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's it's an honor and a privilege and a pleasure and I'm excited for our conversation today.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for being a part of it and I guess we got to thank Simon as well for introducing yeah. the two of us. He's, uh, yeah. I don't even know how to describe Simon. How would you describe Simon?
1: Um, an alpha as it comes to motivation, inspiration, and drive. I've, there's very few people that I've ever met with the drive that Simon has. I've been lucky to be his leader, um, professionally Mm -hmm. for a little while. And he was one, we, whenever we hire somebody, we tell them your first year is going to be really hard and you're likely not going to achieve your goals just because it takes a little while to learn that we have to set those expectations or else people can really get frustrated. And we told Simon that, and he basically said, no, that's not going to be the way it is. So he hit his goals first year and has never looked back. And that guy, um, he, he's the rising tide that lifts everybody around him. And mm. lucky to know Simon and get to work with him.
0: That's a good way of putting him. Much better summary than <laughs> I was going to put together. I, you know, <laughs> For me, it stood out the same exact thing. I've met thousands of people by now, and I can say that he's one of a handful that actually yeah. does what he says he's going to do. And At first, it didn't seem like a rare quality, or it shouldn't be. But what I realized over time and however many interactions that I've had is that it is, I mean, yeah. and it's not necessarily people are right and or wrong. It's just more so people have their own way of going through life. And and some people are solely there, so to speak, to talk the talk. Others there will talk to talk and walk the walk.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. I think one thing that Simon just does so well that, that, people in general struggle with his consistency. Mm -hmm. Um, You talk about talking the talk and walking the walk. I think everybody can do that for a short period of time and then they just let it go. Mm -hmm. Simon has found a way and, and I would say really successful people have found a way to be consistent in their process and approach. And that's one of Simon's greatest strengths is, is his consistency and something I aspire to.
0: What do you think is the difficulty in being consistent
1: um, I, I, that's a really good question. I think um, distraction probably is one of the hard things to be consistent. So, uh, you know, I look at a lot of people that I know personally, and they got off to a great start in 2020. Mm-hmm. And then Coronavirus came and in I'm from Salt Lake City, Utah, we literally had an earthquake, the first day we were working from home. We've had hurricane force winds here, just distraction after distraction. And when life just comes at you incessantly as it does, it can be (laughs) really easy to lose your course. And so I think um, that's why that's difficult. But what I think is important is really understanding your why and what is your main driver each and every day, and then not varying from that. And if you vary from that, which you'll do because you're human – have a mechanism that helps you get right back on track. Mm. And so I think that's, that's critical and really hard is to stay consistent.
0: There's a video I watched yesterday. I think it was Steve Harvey (laughs) and he was kind of sharing his own life lessons and how there were so many moments throughout his life where either people told him that he shouldn't pursue certain things and yet he kept going and kept going. And there's a, sentence in there that I still haven't been able to let go of. And I'm curious to hear your perspective on it. But he said, two of the most important days of your life. The first one is when you're born. And the second one is when you find out your why. Yeah. And I heard that. And I was like, you know, to a degree, there's so much truth in that. The born part, I'm still trying to conceptualize it because I don't really remember, you know, the actual birth. But I do remember the why and how significant that day was when certain things in my life just begin to make sense in a way that I haven't seen them before. It's almost like opening a pathway to a complete other world that you didn't even know existed, but yet it's always been there. It's just that, well, in my experience, I had to have certain experience happen that kind of helped and aligned and opened enough of a possibility for me to see that new way of living as a possible thing that I can pursue and actually step into it and and live.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think um, the understanding of the why. I, I agree with you. First of all, in the birth, other than that's just critically important that you're alive. To find <laughs> out your why. <laughs> yeah. um, um, but finding out that why for me, like the first thing that comes to mind is a ship that's sailing a sea um, without a port, without knowing a destination. And it's just going to get tossed by waves and winds. And um, without that direction, it, it's just going to be lost at sea. And so I think the why is, is the destination for me. And then it's Mm -hmm. about enjoying the journey along the way. It doesn't matter if waves come and winds come as long as I know I'm progressing towards that destination. And by the way, that destination will change as you continue to evolve and become self aware. Um, But for me, that was pretty important days is understanding who it is I want to be and why that is and um, then it just kind of keeps me on on a path that's important that I personally need and that's really important to me.
0: What changed for you in, in finding that why and, and really stepping into that space?
1: Um, I think that I realized that I had the ability to help other people um, become experience growth. And for me, that was really important because, um, I, when I'm able to help other people experience growth, I am also given the opportunity to grow. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm a very social, um, community minded person. And so if we're all growing and, and progressing, that's something that's really intriguing and, and important to me. And so I think that's, what's, That's what changed is when I saw my ability to build others and and truly make a difference in their lives.
0: Mm. I can relate to so many points of what you just said. I think the first one is that concept of service. You know, when I chose to serve other people, I've also realized that, yes, I was adding value to other people's lives, but you're also adding tremendous value to your life. There's so much that I learned through serving others about myself, my character, what I valued and what I stood for that I don't think many other experiences would have had the opportunity for me to be able to see those things.
1: Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. In fact, my dad always told me if I'm ever feeling down or ever feeling beat up, go serve somebody. Mm. And I've done that throughout my life. And I can't tell you how much it's helped me because it does take you out of yourself and, and puts you in a better space. Um, and, and, and when you're helping others, if for somehow you're able to receive. And that's been really important. My wife will be like, where are you going? <laughs> going to shovel the neighbor's driveway. She goes, are you doing okay? Because she knows something's up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to serve somebody because I'm potentially down. And mm-hmm. and that's been a really good um, mechanism, for lack of a better term for me, is to just go serve.
0: I think maybe one of the things that happens is that you're able to, I'm able to step away from my perspective and get a new insight into someone else's life and their journey and know that, you know, things will work out at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. I think we become myopic with our own life and our own problems Mm. and just taking that second to get out of our life Mm -hmm. um, probably does allow you to your point to see those different perspectives. And then I've always believed that perspective is a gift and the more perspective I have and the more I'm able to see things um, from a, a higher level, the easier it is for me to navigate the path that I am to go.
0: Mm. One thing that I wanted to touch upon during our conversation today, and then something that you've pointed out prior to us hitting the record button, and that's really how can we best help others who are going through some of their difficult times without robbing them of opportunity to grow? I found that to be a very interesting question for a couple of reasons. First, I've definitely been in situations where I might have robbed some people from growth opportunities. I wanted to take away the pain, the suffering, the hardship, so that they can go back to who they were the moments before that. What I realized was there's actually a lot of beauty in letting the person stay in that moment. From my own experience, when I've stayed through those hardships... I probably learned some of the greatest lessons that life has to offer. And I'm curious to hear from your lens, how have you personally done that? How do you personally continue to do that? You know, what's the threshold between letting someone go and hit the absolute rock bottom and possibly not have a way to get up? Or is that where you meet them, where they do hit that thing? And then you're able to inspire and, and do whatever else to help them get back up. How do, you, how do you personally judge that?
1: I think that's one of the trickiest things that there is. But so I, I had this life-changing experience where, you know, I'll, I'll often be asked to speak about adversity. So I, we've all had adversity in mm-hmm. our lives. Mine evidenced itself in the loss of several loved ones in a short period of time, nephews, nieces, sister-in-laws, um, grandparents, close friends, and, and they were all right together and um i would watch people so so i got asked to speak on adversity a few times like to football teams or other other situations and every time i talked about adversity i would say adversity is a really good thing because it is a time for us to grow and everybody agrees with that adversity is good because long term you're going to get growth and then I also realized that the first thing that we do when somebody we love and care for experiences adversity is goes and tries to take it away. We don't want them to experience it. We don't want them to hurt. We don't want them to be frustrated. And so we try and take that away, thus robbing them of that growth opportunity. And so what I've had to do is, um, I think it goes back to what we talked about earlier, is understanding their Why? And what it is that they is important to them and what their end goal mm-hmm. is and helping them keep focused on their why. So I'll, I'll just give a, a small example of something I just recently experienced. Um, I my, I have a daughter that's in college. We paid for her first two years of, of college as our parents, but we had agreed that that would be it. Mm-hmm. It came time to pay for school and we had to have the hard conversation of, I'm not going to, we're not going to bail you out. You have to go through this um because her why was i want to be a strong independent woman who can take care of myself and mm-hmm. if i came in and paid for school again i was robbing her of that opportunity i'm really proud of her she um applied for scholarships she started working more hours um and a few other things fell into place and and she's now paying for her own schooling mm-hmm. and she is loving it she's happy she she um I think she respects her classes more than she did when I was paying for them, but there was a few nights where I had my checkbook out and ready because I wanted to take that burden away from my little girl, but you just can't, um, and to see where her growth has, has gotten to is, is been inspirational for me.
0: Is adversity something that's embedded within us, or is that something that we kind of learn over time?
1: That's a good question. I would say that adversity is is probably embedded within us and and more importantly us figuring out how to just overcome it. Um like I I love a good adverse moment because it allows me to much like we were talking about service mm-hmm. allows me time to just pause and think through, okay, how do I want to approach this and what do I want the outcome to be and what is what does good look like and now I'm going to navigate to that, and does it always work out? Not always, mm-hmm. but with hindsight as a gift, you can see that's why that went the way that it went. And uh, I'm a strong believer that things happen for a reason. And so these adverse moments, when you're right in the thick of them, man, they're they're tricky. They're <laughs> hard. They I'll be honest, they stink. Um, but when you get through them, I think that you know the, overcoming those odds mm-hmm. is something that is that you'll always be proud of.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've been curious about that for quite some time. And that is if adversity is just a part of our human experience, and it's kind of embedded within us. Then why do we avoid it sometimes or even have that moment of wanting to save?
1: Yeah. Let's face it. I think, you know, I think comfort,
0: mm -hmm. comfort, security, not wanting to face the uncertainty of how things may play out. And I think maybe a part of it also goes to control in knowing that you can control, control some yeah. aspects of the situation to prevent some of the outcomes that might be less favorable to your brain. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I think that that control word that you just used is probably the most important, right? It's, it's I want to orchestrate my life and how things happen in my life, and when I'm not able to, I don't like that.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: um, so that's why I think sometimes we shy away from those adverse moments or difficult moments. And um, I heard somebody once to just use this phrase and now I've heard it several times after, but lean into those moments, embrace mm. them. And um, I, I know that as I've done that, just personally, that's where I've experienced my greatest growth. Mm. and And really pride is maybe a strong word, but just um, self-confidence comes from those two. like I overcame that. So if anything else comes at me, I have more self-confidence that I'm going to be able to overcome whatever it is that comes next.
0: There's a quote that I read from a book called The Timekeeper by Mitch Halbum. And that quote is, man wants to control his existence or own his existence. And I remember when I read that, a, I've never seen a quote like that before. I've never seen it put like that before, but it really made sense when it came to control or wanting to have certain power or diff- just really control your own existence. That's what it boils down to, I think, for many people, is is having a control of their reality, having a control of their destiny. When in reality, what can we control at the end of the day? That's a question that I'm always left with. Yes, I think. It, I can control the way that I respond, but I don't think I think there is some truth to it, but I don't think it's a hundred percent true, because there are situations where I lose my temper, I lose "quote unquote" control of how I respond. Yeah. So those are perfect examples of what can you truly control in life?
1: Yeah, I think the word that comes to my mind is flexibility. It's it's there you can, you know, I'll, I'll often tell self coach myself. Uh, that's a silly way of saying, it I just sounded like Austin powers there, but I'll often coach myself to, Hey, just take control of this situation. You don't like the way things are going right now. You can fix it. And so I'll get into, I'm going to take control mode and what I often fail to do or, and so many of us fail to do is then give yourself flexibility. Mm. So, when things don't go right, we do put a a lot of pressure on ourselves and get really frustrated and sometimes raise our voice and sometimes do those things that aren't really who we feel like we are at our core. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just understanding that while I'm going to take control, there are things that are out of control. And when those things happen that are out of control, we just need to flex, Mm -hmm. flex our path, flex who we are. And that flex is also a growth opportunity from from what I have learned, um, I'm in the middle of reading a book, so I'm not an expert on it. But it's called uh, "The Untethered Soul" by Michael mm-hmm. Singer. Have you read that one?
0: I haven't read it, but I heard it a couple times.
1: Yeah, it's it's really making me think, which I think a good book will do. But basically, speaks of how there's this reality, and then there's your reality, and your reality is is how you take in the actual reality. And try and control it because you want it to be comfortable and peaceful and easy for you. And um, it's about being able to let that go. And I think that is what that flexibility is.
0: Mm -hmm. Mark, what is the best way that people can connect with you, learn more about your work? Do you have anything that's coming up that people can be a part of?
1: Well, our good friend Simon is really pushing me to uh, start a podcast. Uh, So that may be happening here uh, really soon. The concept of the podcast would, uh, I'm I'm calling it, don't be selfish, Mm. which um, comes from a, a quote I once heard how it's, if you have something that will help somebody else and you don't share it, then you're being selfish. And so I want to bring guests on who have, you know, like yourself, who have overcome odds or who have learned things in life that could help others and, and share their best practices. So look for that coming soon. And and I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I I am active on social media too. So I'm on Facebook and, and Instagram a lot and, and post a lot of uh, just who I am and, and what I believe on those. Thank
0: you all for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you haven't done so already, consider subscribing to our podcast so you can receive all of the latest content as well as all of the upcoming episodes. Also, if you like what you heard on any of the previous episodes, consider leaving us a review on iTunes, Facebook, or Google so more people can hear these inspiring conversations. Once again... We thank you for listening and we look forward to having you next week.